The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Love having you along for the ride. My favorite part of uh, Carrie being in the alternative location is she has to hear the parodies I played during the breaks. Love that. Love that. Eastbound and down, playing that one for you during the break. Uh, really glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for being here. Bottom of this hour will be Joe Pistone, part two of my interview with the man who played Donnie Brasco in real life and somehow survived six years infiltrating the mob and um, the aftermath that came with that. There are a lot of consequences for a lot of people who are doing bad things back then. We get into how he went from one crime family to another crime family, how he kept their confidence, how he stayed alive even though it's a very, very rough life. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Got that for you coming up. Also, bad news if you're a federal employee who did not want to get the shot. Not good news for you on a Thursday. Feeling all right. Now, Mark and Don. (laughs) Why? 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 I had to hear the parodies. Mel, Mark, and Don. Wow. Seems I got to have a change. I just love Carrie. That is Chocolate Boys, by the way. That's Polo. That's Sam. The CB, though, the pain, is uh, Carrie Lockie. I just really want to meet Carrie Lockie. I'd like to meet you both, but especially her. Like, I could just stay home. You could go. Let's go. I am very jealous that I don't have an affection. That's true. Sing it. Thursday, almost Friday, the weekend's almost here, so we're feeling all right. But again, if you're a federal employee, you might not be feeling so fine. I'm surprised by this ruling, Carrie, because it's the Fifth Circuit Court in in, in New Orleans, isn't it? I thought that was a, more of a conservative court. I believe so. Yeah. All right, so let's go right to that. There was some sort of a court ruling today, and I appreciate uh, CJ sent me this. And uh, I was very surprised by this because there was an injunction stopping this. Fill me in. From Reuters, a U.S. appeals court panel on Thursday reinstated President Joe Biden's executive order mandating that federal civilian employees be vaccinated against COVID-19. By a two-to-one vote, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals lifted an injunction issued by a U.S. district judge in Texas in January that had blocked enforcement of the federal employee vaccine mandate. Biden said in September he would require about 3.5 million government workers to get vaccinated by November 22nd, barring a religious or medical accommodation or face discipline or firing. At the White House and Justice Department did not immediately comment. The Biden administration argued the federal trial court had no power to hear the dispute. The administration told the appeals court employees were required to raise their grievance through the Civil Service Reform Act. Now, the panel majority said the plaintiffs seek to circumvent the CSRA's exclusive review scheme and that the court declined the invitation. A federal employee's dispute general occur, generally occur before the Merit Systems Protection Board and then the Washington Washington, D.C.-based Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. The Justice Department said in its court filings, the injunction seriously harms the public interest by impeding efforts to reduce disruptions from COVID-19 in federal workplaces, the government's lawyers said in their court filings. Okay, so would it say November 22nd is when they have to do it by? Yes. So there's plenty of time for them to appeal this, I guess, to the Supreme Court. No, well, the, no, no, no. The, it, pre, the president said this back in September that he would require these millions of government workers to get vaccinated by, by last November? I'm assuming, yeah. Wow. 
So I wonder if this means you got to get vaxxed tomorrow now because that date is passed unless they're going to alter the date. Um, what's interesting to me is that this, again, I always thought of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals as a more conservative, more, more constitutional court. I was very surprised to see this, and it should end up in the Supreme Court. Um, think about it. If you're a federal employee, and we've got a lot of people listening who are federal employees, I hear from them all the time about what the requirements are. Make sure that you get your exemption in. It's my understanding with the most recent rulings by the Supreme Court, it, did not, it wasn't this case specifically, but that exemptions have to be heard, either religious or medical exemptions. Make sure that you get that taken care of. Go to your doctor, talk to your, your preacher, your pastor, your imam, whomever the hell it is, um, your rabbi. Go in and figure out if you've got either a religious or a medical exemption. I don't like the way the story was written. Was that by U.S. News? Is that who the source is? Well, they published it, but this was by Reuters. Okay, so Reuters writes, there are, there, they have to get vaccinated against COVID-19. That line bothered me. Because what does that mean? This is not the polio vaccine. This is not a, a traditional like Spanish flu vaccine. This is something different. This is a shot that's mRNA technology that isn't really a vaccine. It's a shot. And it does not, um, it does not serve as a vaccine against COVID-19. Again, in a, a fraction of, of the people out there, I don't know what the fraction is, um, this allegedly helps you to survive the symptoms. And if you've got a comorbidity, if you're in an age range where you need something like that, then talk to your doctor, your medical professional. That's who you should be dealing with. Other people like who are crying for their two-year-old grandchild to get a vaccine or a shot, they're out of their minds. And they're learning incorrectly from either the local, the national, the whatever news, the cable news, um, that this is something different than it is. By calling it a vaccine, they're, they're of course, reminding us of polio. They're reminding us of days gone by where vaccines were necessary to stop, you know, measles and rubella and mumps and all this stuff. This is not what this is. And it is experimental still. This is not something that's even been FDA approved yet. Um, uh, it's only been given emergency usage authorization. Even the ones that allegedly are FDA approved aren't available. So if you're a federal employee, what do you do now? If you're a federal employee hearing that this conservative court that generally sticks to the, the, the guidelines of the Constitution is saying you've got to go and get this shot, what do you say now? What do you do now? Um, do you go and get that exemption? Do you look for other work? You know, what if they say, listen, the date passed. you got to get this now immediately. Maybe we'll give you a, a, a 10-day grace period or something. you got to go and get this done. And what bothers me in the story, Carrie, it appeared to say 93% have gotten two shots, 98% have gotten something else. I mean, so it's almost everybody. Why, why do this and force it on those who don't want to go and get it? Were those the numbers, 93, 97, or 98, something like that? Um, more than 93% of federal employees have received at least one vaccination, and 98% have been vaccinated or are seeking a religious or medical exemption. Well, I mean, it should be 100% somehow. So those who don't want to get it, go and talk to, again, your spiritual guide and go talk to your doctor and see about an exemption. This, again, go, goes against the idea of informed consent. Informed consent means you know exactly what it'll do to you. You know exactly you know what the ramifications are, what the side effects are. Those have been hidden forever when it comes to this shot. And, and a court saying that you can be forced to take something that is known to be experimental is a really, really bad decision. I'll be honest with you. Um, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about this court saying, oh, yeah, that executive order is fine, which doesn't make any sense to me. Dr. Judy, talk to me. Hi. Hey, how are you, Joe? I'm living the dream. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to um, pass on a little tidbit to your listeners. I've been 
working with uh, military and federal employees for about two years now to get exemptions. And it's an extremely difficult process um, to do. And if you go to your regular doctor, most likely they will not assist you in that. So I just wanted to put out um, some information and let fellow employees know, especially if they're in a big hurry, that I belong to an organization that does that for federal employees, military folks, or anybody else whose job is requiring that they get that done without an, or, or get an exemption. Well, what should those who are listening who are federal employees do? I don't want you to put a website out or anything like that because, Dr. Judy, I can't check it right now. I can put you back on hold and, and Sam can get that from you. I mean, you, you want them to actually get a hold of you and you can help them with an exemption? I, yep, I can pass them on to someone who does exemptions all the time. This is what we do on a regular basis. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold after we're done talking. I'm not done with you yet, but I'll put you back on hold so Sam can get your information. Uh, but, but let me ask you okay. here, can we generically talk about what you should generally speaking ask your doctor about or what sort of specialist you should go to? I thought the Supreme Court case that said that yes, they can still mandate it for medical workers if they're getting Medicaid or Medi- uh, Medicare funding in their facility, but exemptions okay. have to be accepted. I thought they made it easier for exemptions. Is that yeah. not the case? Yeah, no, unfortunately, in medical facilities, it's a little bit easier actually than it is with the federal employees and with the military. Okay. Those tend to be the two organizations that are the most stringent with forcing uh, vaccines or shots on people. And so um, the best thing to do is to meet with a physician who is number one, amenable to that. And you can kind of check and see before you even go in for an appointment. And then if you're going to get a medical exemption, they really do need to be able to look into your medical history and find something that would, and they have to be educated on the vaccine. So there's just not a whole lot of doctors running around like that, unfortunately. Why can't we say the very simple two words of informed consent? That really is like global law. It's not just American law. It's 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 the Nuremberg Code. You can't force a medical experiment on somebody on somebody until you get their informed consent. We're not informed at all about this. They're keeping a lot of data away from us when it comes to these shots. Why doesn't that apply here? Yeah, that's that is the million dollar question, Joe. Yeah. There's a lot of us in the medical community who have been speaking out against that for a really long period of time and we don't know. Honestly, there's no answer why. It's amazing. Uh, well, Doctor, do me a favor and hold on. I appreciate you calling in. Great information, um, Sam. Let's get let's get the doctor's information. Maybe we'll we'll check out her background and her website and all that. We'll have her back on and maybe do a segment. Um, I think really really great information can be had. And listen to what she said. Go and find a doctor that is gonna is gonna first of all know a lot about these these shots, and secondly know what it would take to get a medical exemption. Um, and as she said, you know, you've got to actually have a medical, you know, situation that, that would get you an exemption and, and talk to that person. Don't just willy nilly go into somebody who says, yeah, the shots are great. Um, you know, because we've got so many people indoctrinated by that. So many people making money off of saying, go and get the shot. Like out of the blue yesterday, you know, Mr. T starts tweeting about how, how happy he is to get more boosters. Um, you know, that's because somebody either asked him to do it or pushed him to do it or did it in his own stead. So, yeah, I, I like what she had to say. We'll have her back on. I think it could be a very good segment once we check and, and make sure that she is who she says she is. I'm sure she is. But um, yeah, good information. 
you can get a medical exemption, but I guess it's harder than it is for the medical workers. Because I remember the Supreme Court saying, no, you can't mandate this for private employers, but you can mandate it for those who work in healthcare facilities that are getting some sort of funding from the taxpayers or from the central government. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Glad to have you along for the ride. The guy just emailed me. He said, uh, by the way, to the wrong email address, uh, who said, uh, wow, wow, thanks for giving an update to my case. Well, if that's your case, A, write me back on the right email address, and uh, and B, tell me how it went down. Um, it, it's very interesting. People use the old email address. I don't even check, you know, sometimes. I got lucky that I did. But uh, it's PAGS. At JoePags.com, P-A-G-S, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Um, but if that's your case, yeah, we definitely want to hear more about it, for sure. And uh, I want to know why they made that decision. It doesn't make any sense. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. See, we got we have Dr. Uh, the, the Dr. Judy's uh, information. We're all good there? We are all good, yes. Have we checked her out? Is she who she says she is? So far, so good, yes. Okay, is somebody we're going to have on the show? What, what do you think? Well, Let's just do the inside baseball right here on the show. Sure. Well, she's working with an organization that um, has a lot more information. So I'm looking into that, and she has a colleague that uh, I'm going to be looking into as well. So there's the inside baseball. Nice. All right. Send, send me the uh, the entire name so I can check it out as well. We appreciate the doctor calling in and giving out what, what sounded like very sound advice. But at the same time, I didn't want to get into the idiosyncrasies of it until we check her out and make sure everything is, is what it is. Sometimes, and not her, but sometimes people will call and say that there's somebody that they're not. And we're not going to fall. We're not going to fall for that uh, banana in the tailpipe. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Polo? Exactly right. <laughs> Whenever I say that, it's always it's always a Polo reference. Uh, we, we've been saying that I think for 17 years, and people people have to know what that's from, don't they? I they hope have so. to. Carrie, you know what there's from, right? The, we're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. You know who doesn't know Sam? Sam, are you going to fall for the for the banana in the tailpipe? Uh, uh, maybe. Wow, who raised you? What kind of reference is that? Beverly Hills Cop. Watch the movie. How do you not know that that reference? I'm not going to fall for any banana in the tailpipe. He puts, on, he puts on a funny voice, too, when he does it. Apollo's going to find the scene. I can see him already. You can see, the, see his brain working. He's going to send uh, Sam the scene. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Bottom of the hour, part two with Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco. Make sure you stick around for that. Meantime, I'm going to tell you about Stamps.com. Stamps.com, getting it done for you because they know time is money. When you're running a small business, and because of COVID, so many people went online with their businesses, so they've got to ship out a bunch of stuff. Time is money. Stamps.com knows that. Don't waste either. Get with Stamps.com. They can help you skip the trip and focus on how to take care of that small business to make it even better. They, they let you print official postage right from your computer. Saves you money in the process. You can spend less time at the post office, more time making your customers happy. That's exactly what you want, right? For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner. For over a million businesses, Stamps.com gives you the access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS, up to 76% off of UPS. So what are you waiting for? 
Get there right now. Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code PAGS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter the code PAGS. Stamps.com. Get that done and get it done right now. Let me go to the phone line. It's going to be Ken in Washington. Ken, what's going on? Hi. Oh, I just wanted to uh, let you know that the religious exemptions don't always work. I worked for the state of Washington for nearly 35 years and got terminated on October 18th. That's when Governor Inslee's proclamation went into effect. And I had been granted a religious exemption, but they said I couldn't do my job without being around people, even though the the whole time prior to that, I'd been out around people when the majority of the state employees were staying home working. I was, my job required me to be out amongst people. Right. So, I mean. I'm not sure I understand. You've got the first, your first amendment right uh, is certainly more important than his proclamation. So did you sue? Did you get a lawyer? Did you get somebody to, to go and fight for you? He can't just take away your there's, constitutional rights. There's, there's kind of a class action suit going on okay. for it, but it's going really nowhere. It's being tied up. I, seems like the state Supreme Court isn't probably even going to be one to be bothered with it. But, I mean, it, it doesn't really so, matter. You have to take it to the U.S. Supreme Court if the state won't listen because, again, the constitutional fair. rights are – he can't take them away. He cannot tell you that your religious you know, privilege or your, your religious exemption it doesn't matter. Uh, that, I mean, honestly, you sound like a nice guy. Make sure you don't stop. Whatever it's going to take, make sure that you take it as high as you possibly can because Inslee has to understand he's not God. Well, you know, like the the football coach for the Washington State University is another one that got terminated, and you know he's getting nowhere with it either at this point. Well, I think you guys have to get it out of the state. I think that's the problem. Perhaps, yeah. Well, well, keep me updated, Ken. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, in the, the the football coach he's talking about probably is the guy that that took a knee and did a prayer after the football game at the high school. Probably what he's talking about. If not, there's there's probably a similar case. But yeah, they don't get to just take away your rights because they feel like it. I know that they walk and talk and act and smell like they're kings and queens. It doesn't mean that they are. They act like little fiefdom, you know, dictators. They can act like it, but they're not. We still have this document that is second to none on the planet that says these are the rights they can't take away from you. Now, I guess the argument would be, well, your religious freedom doesn't allow you to infect or make other people sick. Well, we have scientific study after scientific study that shows that you can still get it and you can still spread it whether you're vaccinated or not. Whether you have that shot or not, you can still get it and still spread it. You are no more contagious to somebody who's vaccinated whether you're vaxxed or not. You are no more contagious, no more likely to get it or not get it whether you have the shot or not. See, this is the lie that they perpetrated. Again, if you say that your religious exemption or your religious rights allow you to make people sick or punch people in the face or cut somebody's arm off, I'm here to say that your religious right does not allow you to do that. But they're pretending that it's the same sort of correlation. It's not. They're pretending that if you don't get the shot, you somehow are more susceptible to giving the disease to somebody else. That is simply not true by any measure of science. So if that's the argument they're making for this poor guy, he's got to keep on going. And if you have to get it outside the state courts, do so. Take it to the federal courts and keep on fighting it. Because what I just said is factual. All your lawyer would have to say is, studies have shown and science shows that he was no more able to give somebody COVID-19 without the shot than it's somebody who got the shot. There is nothing scientifically based that has any meaning when it comes to me protecting me from you 
or me protecting you from me if I get the shot or I don't get the shot. Keep on fighting that fight. Keep in contact. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Joe Pistone when we come back, part two. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have part two now of my special interview with Joe Pistone. He went undercover as Donnie Brasco. He was an FBI undercover agent. He infiltrated the mob back in the 70s and 80s. Part two now. Time. Well, how did you go from Colombo to Bonanno? How does that even work? Well, I was I was with the Colombos and I got in the beef with two guys. Okay. Uh, I, I, I had mentioned prior and one guy was a made guy. One guy wasn't. And uh, they called me out, and uh, I responded uh, physically. Right. And I, 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 I got into a, a physical confrontation with the guy that wasn't made. The guy that was made, you know, started to beat the hell out of me, but right. I couldn't touch him yeah. because he was a made guy. So after they broke that, you know, that confrontation up, I knew I couldn't hang around with the, these guys anymore because – uh, it w- wasn't going to go good. I had met uh, a Bonanno guy by the name of Tony Mira prior. Yeah. So that's when I I start hanging out down uh, in Little Lady with the with Tony Mira, and then he introduced me to uh, uh, Lefty Ruggiero, another Bonanno, and Mira went away to the can, and so I became close with Ruggiero, and that. You know, the rest is history. Well, do you have to call the, the, the other boss and say, hey, we want this guy who's been with you, but we want him over here? Is there a, like a formal thing you have to do? Well, there is, but the Columbos never claimed me. Oh, okay. All right. They never, they never went. So you were a free agent anyway? Yeah. Uh, 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 the guy I was with was a guy by the name of Jilly Greco. He never claimed me for the Columbos. So once I started hanging around uh, and, and uh, with uh, Ruggiero, he went to his captain, who was Mike Sabella, okay. and he laid a claim on me. And what that means is he went to him and said, hey, uh, you know, Don, uh, Donnie's with us. You know, I'm claiming him as uh, uh, with us. So so you're with Lefty. You're now with the Bananos. And again, it's Joe Pistone. He was Donnie Brasco, undercover FBI agent, who took down a ton of people in the mob back in the 70s, early 80s. And I really, I'm honored to talk to you, Joe. Um, you're, My you're, you're with Lefty. And then in the movie, it depicts that Sonny Black gets moved up past Lefty. Lefty's very unhappy about that. Of course, he's envious because he feels like he should have. Um, and then Sonny says, you're with me now. Does it really work that way? If you move up in the ranks, you know, uh, in the sort of the whole, it's almost a military, you know, ranking system in the mob. You've got the soldiers, then you've got the underboss, you get the boss. Um, can somebody at a higher rank look at you and say, you're now with me, and it doesn't matter that you're with somebody else? Yeah, because, you know, Lefty was just a soldier. Sonny was a captain. Okay. And uh, Sonny was, you know, uh, what happened was is that when I when I got in with the Bananos, Carmine Galenti was, was, was the boss. They whacked him. <clears throat> and uh, uh, so after they whacked him, they, 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 they broke Mike Sabella from being a captain back to being a soldier. And, and they moved me and Lefty out to uh, Sonny Black, who, who now was a captain out in Brooklyn. Well, when, so, when, when they killed the boss, though, I mean, that was very public. I mean, the head, the picture of this guy dead in the newspaper headlines, that could not have felt good for the mafia families. They couldn't have been happy about how public that was, right? 
No, probably not. But uh, you know, to kill a boss, you got to get the commission. You got to get the uh, the permission of the commission, which is the uh, the, uh, the five families. Yeah, yeah. That 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 run. You know, that run the whole mafia. Right. Uh, so they did. They got uh, they got the commi- They got the permission to kill him, and they appointed Rusty Rastelli, the boss who was uh, in the can at the time. But was was that killed. Sonny Red? Is that what they call that guy? <clears throat> Wasn't, no, there, wasn't there a Sunny Red and a Sunny Black? Yeah, it was a Sunny Red. Sunny Black was was my captain right. in Brooklyn. Sunny Red was a capo in uh, out, out of uh, uh, Little Italy. But that's Sunny not the Red. same guy who the Rastelli guy you just talked about. That's not the same guy. No, no, different. It's uh, Joe Pistone. He was uh, Donnie Brasco. See that movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it again. It's amazing uh, to, just to watch what you had to go through to infiltrate these families. Let, let, let me ask you something that I'm sure everybody asks you. Didn't you have to commit crimes to prove to them that you were with them? Didn't you have to do something illegal? And do you get a pass from the FBI to do a little something illegal so that you can prove your bones or not? Yeah, there are certain, there are certain uh, illegal activities you can become involved in. Uh, with the, you know, with the permission, you got, you got to run it by, but you know, sometimes, uh, things come up that you, you don't have time to run it by your, your handler. Right. Uh, but you, you know, you can't get, obviously you can't get involved in murder. You can't get, uh, as I mentioned before, crimes of violence, right. but there are some, uh, like I was involved in, uh, bookmaking operations with, with Ruggiero, uh, involved in, uh, uh, fencing stuff from the docks, right. uh, you know, look, yeah, but it, you know, it, it has to be something that, that again is not of a, a, a violent nature. And, and you're there. It's depicted in the movie. And just tell me if the movie got it right. You're there when people are killed. You're there when people when violence is being dropped on people. Um, what can you do about that, if anything? I know in the movie it depicted you talking them out of some violence here and there. But there's one scene where Lefty just kills, shoots a guy in the head in front of you. Yeah, that didn't that didn't happen. That oh, was it didn't. Moving. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there when they killed those three guys. I wasn't there. I mean, the, the, I was supposed to be on the cleanup crew right. later on, right? Uh, but they canceled me out. But uh, yeah, the, the scene in the movie where I cut off a guy's leg with a with a hacksaw that 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 was moving. I mean, those guys got gotcha. killed. Yeah. But uh, but I wasn't in the basement when uh, or in the uh, in the uh, restaurant when they got killed. A, a, a few things. I, I know the one scene is true where you're driving down the road. You got you got Lefty in the car, and you roll the window down. And, and I just I just love how you tell this story. The whole car is nothing but smoke, and you're going to die of like lung cancer if you don't do something to get the smoke out. And you crack the window. Just just fill me in from there. Well, he was a he was a chain smoker, <laughs> and he smoked English ovals. Oh I'm man, that's, that's the hard stuff. Oh my god, <laughs> and and he couldn't stand air conditioning. So if you were in a car with him, you couldn't have the air conditioning on. Wow. And you couldn't have the window down because you couldn't stand a draft. And we're down in Miami driving in, uh, it, 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 you know, it's, you know, 85 degrees, whatever. And humid. Yeah. And humid. The windows are up, no air conditioning, and he's constantly smoking English Oval. So I, I put the window down. He puts it up. I put it down, you know. <laughs> Uh, I turn the air condition on, he turns it off. And, uh, but a lot of times I do it just, you know, just to break his chops too, because, <laughs> you know, 
you got to break up the monotony, you know. Well, well at, at some point, you, you say you want the smoke out because you're not a smoker. Uh, he says you're gonna you're gonna kill me with that draft, and then you turn the air conditioning on. You're gonna kill me with the air conditioning the whole time. You've got a carcinogen floating around the the, the inside of the car where you guys can't breathe at all. I mean, it was yeah. a very funny scene in the movie. Did it really go down like that? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, it's Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco, undercover FBI agent back in the in the mid seventies, uh, right through nineteen eighty one, and did an amazing job taking down a, a, some major criminals. And, and I appreciate the work that you did. Um, Thank you. A, a, as as we're watching the movie as well, there's another scene where, and and I was I was kind of glad to find this out later that it didn't happen. But the the scene at the end where Lefty is is taken off his rings and his and his watch and given his car keys away and his wallet and take care of my kids and my wife. That really wasn't him. That was really a depiction of, of Sonny Black, right? Yeah, exactly. That was Sonny Black. And the reason, I, I, I don't know why they, why they changed it, but uh, what happened was is that after, uh, you know, after the FBI decided to, uh, to terminate the operation, I was due to get, get inducted into the Bonanno family in December. Uh, but then these hits took place. Right. Uh, and I was given a contract. I was given two contracts to kill other wise guys so they decided to take it down uh and uh, in in july uh because i had one more meeting with santo traficani the boss of uh the boss of florida the guy in miami right uh, yeah so I, I i convinced him well let's you know you want to take it down let me have this one last meeting with with traficani which which they said okay and so the fbi went went to uh went to Sonny Black, Ruggiero, and all of them to let him know that, uh, you know, this was, I was an undercover agent, uh, and this was an operation, and this is what we had. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> so they didn't believe it for, for, for a while. They thought the FBI had kidnapped me and was brainwashing me to, to wow. become an informant. Well, Joe, you were that good, huh? Holy mackerel. Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously you were because they, they didn't believe that they got duped like that. But but why doesn't why doesn't Lefty get it? Because he's the one that brought you in and sort of put put you under his well, wing. Why is it Sonny? Because he was the captain. Yeah, well, what they did was uh, uh, Sonny first gets called to a, a, a sit down, and uh, he goes into the motion lounge, which was his bar, and he gives the bartender his money. His, his keys, except his car keys, his diamond ring, and says, I got called to a sit-down, and I'm probably not coming back. Wow. I mean, he, he knew he, he wasn't knew coming back. So he got to the sit-down, and they killed him. Ruggiero was on his way to get killed. Uh, the FBI had picked it up on a wiretap that uh, when he gets to where he was going, that they were going to whack him, too. So they arrested uh, him? <clears throat> yeah, they, they, they grabbed him off the street. Tony Mara, they killed uh, mm. in a parking lot. Uh, they found him in his car. Uh, so they killed him. And, and Jilly Greco got whacked, too, uh, before. So, uh, yeah, they, they they took care of business. Except, I say, uh, Ruggiero did, I think, 15. Uh, or he did 12 out of 15. And they let him out because he had terminal cancer. Right. So he was such a pain in the arse that the Bureau of Prisons <laughs> said, let's send him home. He only has a couple months to live, and that's what right. he did. It's uh, Joe Pistone. He was Donnie Brasco back in the mid-'70s to 1981. Took down some major figures in the in the American mob. Um, what's interesting to me, Joe, and, and, and I, I hope that you can opine about this a little bit, is that these mobsters really aren't mad at you. 
They're like, you did it the right way. You got us fair and square. You didn't cheat. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you know, set us up. I mean, you, you didn't plant evidence. You actually went in, investigated the wrong we were doing, and you got us. They really did feel that way, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of them did. I mean, you know, they, they still put a $500,000 contract. I'll out. bet, yeah. But there was a lot of talk, you know, that we picked up from informants and, and uh, said that, that uh, they were surprised that I did everything legit, you know. I never planted evidence on anybody. I never flaked anybody. Uh, I told the truth in court. Uh, in fact, that uh, after my initial testimony in the first case, uh, one one of them uh, said to his attorney, "You know, he told the truth. He's telling the truth. Wow! Like I would get up there and lie, you know." Right. Uh, and then I was probably into my third or fourth trial, uh, and. Uh, uh, Nicky Marangello, who was the underboss at the time I had infiltrated Bananos, uh, I'm walking, I get off the stand and I'm walking by the defense table and he's calling me Donnie. He says, Donnie, how could you do that? You're one of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Seriously, I mean, they, that you were family for them. But, but at the same time, I mean, you, you were doing a job. And when they found out you were doing a job, of course they wanted to whack you the $500,000 hit. I yeah. get it. But, but at the same time, there, there's a certain level of respect among those families if you don't do it the wrong way. If you do it the wrong way, then they have then they have a real beef with you. It, it, it's Joe Pistone. He was Donnie Brasco back in the mid seventies to nineteen eighty one, taking down some major uh, crime families uh, in this country. Uh, did you work with or for or near or, or around Rudy Giuliani? Was he part of the FBI and and the Southern District and all that stuff when you were still in or not? Yeah, uh, I was probably a couple years into the op- maybe a year year and a half into the operation, and Rudy became the U.S. Attorney. Okay. So he ran, you know, he was a U.S. attorney for the majority of of, uh, of my undercover, and he was the uh, U.S. attorney uh, in, in the prosecutions and the trials. Yeah, he did. Uh, one thing about Rudy, he 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 had his he had your back, and he stuck up for his men, and he protected you. I mean, yeah. Well, well, you said it a little while ago that the, the crime happening on the street now wouldn't be happening if the mob families were as strong as they were back then. But Rudy took down the mob families with help from people like you. And, but be all, he also put in place you know, law enforcement and a love of the city, a cleaning up of the city that took the place of the criminal element. You don't have that now. Now you've got a very weak mayor in New York. As you watch New York today, and I don't know where you live, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to ask you, uh, but as you watch New York today, like on television or whatever, you see that there are drive-by shootings that Curtis Lee was said never used to happen there. And you've got people who are just being killed in the street because they can be. You had a guy a little while ago going around just killing people, uh, homeless people in sleeping bags in the streets in New York. I mean, it's out of control there right now. What do you think when you see it, knowing that either the mob families kept people in line or law enforcement kept people in line? You don't have either now. Right. And, I, you know, I don't think it's it, – the problem isn't law enforcement. It's the courts. I mean, how, 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 you, you see on television every day, somebody gets arrested. He's got, you know, five, six, eight uh, felony charges on him. Right. And, and he's released. He's out before the cops get done with their paperwork. I mean, what the hell are these judges doing? You know, I, you know, you hate to say it, but it, it's not the judges' families that are getting, you know, uh, getting mugged and getting beaten up. I wonder what they would do if it was one of their own. That's it for my special interview with Joe Pistone. When undercover as an FBI agent as Donnie Brasco in the 70s and 80s, taking down the mob, part three tomorrow on the Joe Pag Show. 
This is the Joe Pag Show. Right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Hopefully you're enjoying my conversation with Joe Pistone. When I went into the conversation, I wasn't sure if it was going to be 15 minutes or two hours. We ended up doing 45 minutes. I will post the entire thing tomorrow night after, the, after uh, part three airs on, the, on all these radio stations and on Twitch as well. So make sure that you go and check out Rumble. I'll put the entire thing nonstop, 45 minutes, up on uh, Rumble tomorrow night. Any comments about it, any thoughts about it, go to JoePags.com and just click on uh, Contact, and you'll be able to do that. Uh, Carrie, I know that you've got a story out of uh, L.A. L.A. is one of those cities where crime is out of control, so this person who wants to be the mayor, uh, she has a new idea on how you can combat crime, I think. Yeah, from the Blaze, a mayoral candidate in Los Angeles said that she was in favor of abolishing the police department altogether because she believes healthy communities simply don't need police. A community activist, Gina Viola, made the comments in an interview with Alex Michelson and Marla Tejas of KTTV. I say that resourced, healthy communities are safe communities, that the reason there are any communities that aren't safe is because the police has been hoarding the budget, said Viola. If you look at the COVID dollars that were put into the city of Los Angeles, Kenneth Mejia, who's running for city controller put a billboard the other day and the LAPD got over half of that funding that was meant for COVID relief for the city of LA and this has been our reality for decades now she continued so do you want to get rid of the police abolish the police asked Michelson yes eventually she laughed again healthy communities do not need police when communities are resourced there is low crime people who live in that great city do listen to this program and um, I want you to understand how stupid this person is and that you shouldn't go anywhere near her you should make sure that you don't have her anywhere near the mayor's office. Period. Full stop. Let's do some pop culture. Hey! Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's going on, dude? So, there's some photos out there right now that I guess TMZ is claiming that if you look closely enough, JLo's wearing an engagement ring. Whoa. So they're claiming that, that her and Ben Affleck are engaged. And I guess apparently when they were when the photographers were following her around, she I guess maybe noticed a photographer, so then I guess she flipped the ring to hide the diamond like on the inside of her palm. <laughs> uh, but that's I mean, it's nothing's for sure, but I mean that's the claim that they may in fact be engaged. Benefer could be making an effort. All right, Polo, thank you, Sam. I appreciate you. Carrie, I appreciate you too. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, or whenever your station runs it. Don't miss part three of Joe Pistone. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.